just hits you like, wow, this was made for me to hear, to listen to the words as if they are a message straight to your heart. You may have been so moved that you had chills or maybe even tears. This is what happened to me. Several years ago, a song changed my life and it has inspired me to create this podcast. Each episode will be inspired by a song or two that has impacted my journey of healing and growing. I invite you on this journey with me in hopes that you will feel the power of these songs, learn about a few other healing strategies I found helpful, and get to know the grace of God. Friends, please know that whatever you are going through, you are not alone. Welcome to the Soul Journey Podcast. You are meant to be here. Episode two of the Soul Journey podcast with me, Sherry Lynn. This episode is inspired by the song While I'm Waiting by John Whaler and by all my friends that listened to their nudge from God and helped me through a very difficult time in my life. If you have not listened to episode one, I suggest that you go back and listen and it will give you a little understanding of the situation and why songs are so important. I like to start each episode with a prayer and a passage, and the passage is Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this time together. We thank you that you open our hearts and that you guide us. We all are in different phases of our lives. Maybe we're in the phase where we really need help. And maybe we're in the phase where we can offer help. And we thank you, God, for giving us that nudge, giving us that ability to hear you and to see you while we're seeking you, giving us the patience to wait it out and to understand that you have our future in your hands. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hi, welcome to episode two of the Soul Journey podcast. In the last episode, of Soul Journey, I talked about how my life changed with a 911 call and a song, Beautiful, Beautiful by Francesco Battistelli. I thought my life was over and not worth living, but God had other plans. And while I felt his presence, I was also so lost, confused, and scared. So God sent his army. Have you ever found yourself thinking, I wish... God talked to us in a way he spoke to his people in the Old Testament. Many times, scripture describes God speaking to his people through a voice or an angel or a dream. He even writes on the wall in one account in Daniel 5, and he talked to Moses through burning bush and told him to free his people from Egypt. He spoke to Elijah, not through an earthquake or a great wind, but with a still small voice. So I think it's natural to want to hear God's voice or to see a big sign. 
that would help us feel confident in God's direction. Don't you wish we had a direct line, like maybe a text we could, you know, get in touch with God? Well, of course, you know that we do not. But we do have prayer and we do have signs from God. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. And when you become aware that God is trying to send you signs to keep you in the right direction, you see them all around. And it's quite fascinating to me to watch. And I actually just love it. Going back to where episode one left off, I am now in school. As I mentioned before, I was in a new position, so I did not have regular classes just yet. Oh gosh, I was so broken. I prayed for strength and I literally walked in that school door every day and just breathed in, like sucked it up. (sighs) One day when I was alone in my classroom, God sent my friend Susan to me. I told her what happened through tears, sobbing actually, and she hugged me. From that point on, Susan played a really important part of each day. She would see me and ask how I was. Some days I could answer, other days I couldn't. Susan always understood. She was always ready to talk if I needed that, but most days I could not talk about it. School was my emotional safe place. I loved teaching, especially science. And I just leaned into that and just went all in. A little funny, but God side note here. I was teaching third grade science. And that year, my class, my students, all of them uh, collectively scored the highest, like the top five in all of the state on our state scores, state assessment test. So that was a but God. So I was falling apart, but God, I kept teaching and I taught very well. Anyways, during this time, I engulfed myself in prayer and God's word, listening to anything I could find. I heard one preacher say to not give the enemy any ground to stand on, meaning do not wallow in self-pity. When someone asks you how you are, you should say, I'm blessed and highly favored. Well, that kind of felt like I was lying to myself because I didn't feel blessed or highly favored, but I started and and I trusted my friend Susan and and I tried it out. I told her I was going to say this when I could. Some days were easier than others. Some days it was truly impossible. Susan always understood the words and the silence. She would gently touch my shoulder and say that she was praying for me. I knew that and I could feel it. And it was such an important part of my life. God sent another friend to me, my friend Dixie. Dixie came over the next day and she brought me a CD. Yes, an actual CD. On the CD case, she had a heart sticker and it said, listen to number eight while I'm waiting. And then it said, I heart you, Dixie. So of course, you know, I had a boom box. So I got that out and I put in the CD and I listened to this song and I just sobbed. The song was so beautiful and meaningful. All I could do at this point of my broken life was wait. Here are some of the words of the song and it's called While I'm I'm Waiting by uh, John Whaler. I'm waiting on you, Lord, and I am hopeful. Though it is painful, but patiently I will wait and I will move ahead bold and confident 
taking every step in obedience while I'm waiting, I will serve you. While I'm waiting, I will worship. While I'm waiting, I will not faint. I will be running the race even while I wait. Wow, I still get chills listening to this song. This song is exactly what I was doing, waiting, but not just sitting back under my covers, which is exactly what I wanted to be doing. No, I was being obedient and moving forward, even when I didn't feel like it. Each day I would come home from school and I would go into my bathroom and I would put this song on repeat and get into my shower and it had a little bench in the shower and I would sit there with the water running, just singing this song and praying and sobbing. And I held, I held that in all day and I was brave. I was obedient. I walked with courage all day. But then when I came home, I gave in and I just wept. And I tried to do this more privately in my bedroom, in the shower, thinking that I was fooling my girls, that they thought I was just taking a shower. And still today, if that song comes on, my girls will say, oh, here's that song again. Or they'll say something silly about waiting but I will forever be grateful for that song and the direction, um, the directions that came with it. Another friend, Charlotte knew what I was going through and she listened to the nudge of God and she went to her church and her prayer meeting group um, made me a prayer blanket. I still have it right here with me. And this quilt says it was made for Sherry with love, hope, and prayers. And it was the, from St. George Prayer Quilt Ministry. And it has these little knots tied on it. And each knot in the quilt represents a prayer that was said for me. There's all these knots tied on this beautiful quilt. And I literally kept this quilt on me. And to this day, I still have this quilt and I still hold on to it. What a wonderful way to know that God is working through people to help others. Some of these people were strangers, yet they prayed for me and my girls in our situation. And literally, this is covering me with God's word and God's comfort. It is just so meaningful and just so wonderful. So as the weeks went on and I had friends reach out to me, they would send me prayers or verses. And in one week, I had like four different references to pruning. And I knew God was sending me a message. So again, I looked it up and I actually even saw a, an episode of Joyce Myers about pruning that just so happened to be on TV. Just like trees need pruning from time to time to remove dead branches or areas where there is overgrowth, you and I need to be pruned or reshaped at different times in different areas of our lives. In John 15, 2, Jesus says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that continues to bear fruit, he prunes so that it will bear more fruit even richer and finer fruit. Pruning is vitally important for us to grow in our walk with God. I found it's helpful to evaluate my life periodically and ask God to show me if there are things that need to be cut off because they are hindering my relationship with him. And that's an important thing 
and sometimes a scary thing to ask for. Well, as the weeks went on, I'm feeling confused, scared, and like a failure. Like I wasn't enough. The thoughts of it, of my new life, uh, weren't getting any better. All I could think of is if I was skinnier, if I was uh, prettier, all those things, if, if I was anything else, that this wouldn't have happened to me. So I just kept on and I kept praying, kept on worshiping, kept trusting the Lord. Reality hit again when I realized that my ex-husband had not been paying the mortgage and we were going to have to, we were going to lose our house. We were going to have to foreclose on our house. And I had to face that I had nowhere to live. We got a realtor and we did a short sale. So when we met with the realtor, she said that the short sale would be a really good thing, that it usually takes about six months for it to go through. This would be a good time for me to save money and get ready for the next step with the girls. She convinced me that this was going to be such a great and um, just a great move, a, a good thing for us. And that we could stay put waiting for this process to go through. Well, as it goes, our short, short sale went through in three weeks. She said it was a record. It must be a miracle. Nobody's has ever gone through that fast. And all I could think was, who is it a miracle for? It's not a miracle for me. I don't have money. I don't have a place to go. I have nothing. I don't know what to do except to pray and honestly cry. Oh, with the house for sale, people were coming through and looking at the house. And it was so hard for me because this was what I thought was my dream house. And I had designed it. We built it. I loved it. And there was a lot of hope in this house. Anyways, one day somebody came to look at the house and they brought their friend with them. This friend had just moved into the neighborhood we lived in. And I didn't really know her. I just knew of her because she had a very um, profit, a very great photography business in our town. So everybody knew her. Well, she came in and with her friend to see the house and I was there and she came walking through and she handed me something and she gave me this stone with the word strength on it. Little did she know I had been praying for strength through this whole thing. Strength was my word. I just needed strength to get through. I needed strength to figure out how to take my next step. And here the stranger handed me this rock that said strength. She had followed the nudge that God had given her that I needed this rock. I needed this word. I held on to it. And as a matter of fact, I have it here with me right now. That's how much it meant to me. Friends, I want you to see this pattern of people who reached out to me. God gave them nudges. God gave them these ideas that I was hurting and that they could help. They could help spread the message to let me know that God was here. He was with me. He used these people to get that across to me. And I want to encourage you that if you feel the nudge from God to do something for somebody, maybe it's a stranger, maybe it's somebody you know, maybe 
you don't know them and it's not the most comfortable thing to do. But if God is putting it on your heart, please follow through. There's so much meaning in this. And I thank Linda for this rock. I don't know if she knows how much it meant to me at that time or how much it still means to me, but it really meant a lot. So now continuing with my story, I have to move. And this is not an easy thing. I can't find a place to live. My ex-husband closed all our bank accounts and left us with no money. And I had no credit or bad credit. And it was a really, really bad situation. And finding a place to live within the same school zone with my so my kids could stay where they were and didn't have to change school was a priority. My oldest daughter was a senior. My other daughter was in eighth grade. The last thing they wanted to do was to have to move in the middle of this school year. So again, I turned to prayer and my songs. My ex was not making this easy at all. I still had a court-appointed restraining order, and things were really difficult with him. I ended up finding one house, and uh, this house would meet our needs. We also had, I need to mention, we also had two big family dogs that we were bringing with us. The girls and I met the landlord. And he said that he couldn't rent to us. We were not military and we didn't have the credit score that he wanted. And he just didn't feel comfortable to rent to us. Oh, I felt so discouraged. And now we were really desperate as the time to move out was growing closer. We had no family in the area and nowhere to go. I felt so scared. If I didn't find anything, we would be homeless. I needed to figure this out. And my ex-husband was anxiously awaiting for me to fail. And I knew that. So again, I just kept praying and crying and praying and listening to my songs and waiting. Then I got the call from the landlord and he asked me if I had find, found a place to live. And I said, no, sir, I, I, I still have not. And he said, well, you're not going to believe this, but I would like to rent to you. I will give you a chance. He said, the strangest things have been happening. In the middle of the night, I am being woken up saying, hearing somebody say to me that I need to rent to you. I go to do something and all I can think about is you. I wake up thinking about you and your girls every day. And it just keeps coming back to the fact that I'm supposed to rent to you. Well, friends, you know, that was God. God was working in his heart to tell him to give us a chance. This house was exactly what we needed. It was in our school zones, two minutes from our current house. It was perfect for what we needed. And it had enough space for us to move all of our stuff into it. So we didn't have to get rid of a lot at that time. And it would give us time to go through stuff. It was just what we needed. It was a little bit over budget, but God provided for that too. Again, this is that nudge from God that somebody followed through and how important is it that that happened and how important was it for us? It meant everything. Well, the day came when we had to move. It was so emotional and I felt so sick. I literally felt frozen. 
My friend Jamie and her husband Tony were the most incredible people. They came in with my friend Dixie and her husband Mick. And man, they just packed stuff up and moved stuff and carried heavy things in and out from the old house to the new house and just did so much. They were such blessings to me. I don't know to this day if they even know how much of a blessing they were. And they also, these two men, these two men of God, they just came in and they helped us. And my girls saw that and it really made a difference in their faith. They got to see what uh, men of God look like. They saw what somebody does when they step up and do the right thing. And even the new homeowners were a blessing because uh, we, I didn't have time to clean. I didn't have time to get some of the stuff to the dump. And they said, we'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. So even that was such a blessing to me. I'm so thankful for the people that God has brought into my life, especially during this most horrific time. These people, these friends, listened to the nudges of God. They listened and took the chance that they were doing what was needed, what God knew I needed. I am forever grateful for them. And I try really hard to follow the nudges that God gives me because I know how important they are. Friends, our God does communicate with us. We just have to be aware. In the midst of all this turmoil and confusion, God brought me somebody special. I got to meet one of my very best friends, Leslie. God sent her to me, there is no doubt. She has just been a rock to me. And we met shortly after all this happened. And she has been with me through it all. And I'll mention her some more in upcoming uh, episodes, but she is the sister I never had. She is my soul sister, and I could not have made it without her. So many nights, so many times I've leaned on her. It's just been so amazing. Her friendship is such a gift. If you ever see us together, you will see what a pair we really are. It is so good. So beside the song, While I'm Waiting by John Whaler, uh, I have a few other songs that I would like you to listen to and are on my Spotify song playlist. So the first one is Remind Me You're Here by Jason Gray. And here's a verse from that song. And I won't ask you for reasons because a reason can't wipe away tears. No, I don't need all the answers. Just be here beside me. Father, remind me you're here. Friends, following those nudges, looking for ways that he is here with me, with you, that's so important. He will show you signs if you are looking for them. And of course, I can't help but mention the song, There Was Jesus by Zach Williams featuring Dolly Parton. And here's a line or a, a part of that song. In the waiting in the searching, in the healing, in the hurting, like a blessing buried in the broken pieces, every minute, every moment, where I've been or where I'm going, even when I didn't know or couldn't see it, there was Jesus. This makes me want to remind you 
that you should journal what you're going through. You should always keep a journal. I like to keep a gratitude journal and just a journal in general. Um, but it's really important because I found it so helpful when you're looking for where was Jesus? Well, he's always right there with you. You might not see it right at that moment, but you'll look back and you'll say, oh my goodness, that was God, God leading me here. That was God that put that person in my path. You may be too numb when you're going through it to see it all, but you will look back and see just where Jesus stepped in. I can say that with confidence because he says that it's true. Friends, I hope you know that you're not alone. And whatever you're going through, look around for the signs that God is sending you. And if you are getting a nudge from God to help somebody, follow through. That nudge just might be their message. That nudge is letting them know that God is with them. I'm so very thankful for the people who followed through on their nudges and helped me and my girls out. It has been a tremendous journey, my soul journey. You can get through hard times remembering the analogy of the pruning. Think about pruning. Think about when you're pruning a tree, you're taking those big old pruning shears and you're lopping off those branches. Yes, that's scary. And it's, uh, isn't very pretty. You know, when you look at a tree that's just been pruned, it's downright ugly. But from the process comes Beauty becomes richer growth, more beauty. That's what we have to focus on in the waiting. While we're waiting, we have to focus on that God will keep his promises. In the next episode of Soul Journey Podcast, we're going to dive a little deeper on the topic of faith. I really hope you will join me. Thank you for your time. I believe you were meant to be here. Please do all the podcast things to help me get this word out. I'm asking you to share my podcast on social media and tag me. I'm Sherry Lynn XO on all platforms. If you could like this podcast and rate it wherever you are listening, I really will appreciate it. Blessings for your journey, my friends. Until next time. And now for a drop of wisdom. This episode is brought to you by Young Living Essential Oils. I'm a brand partner with Young Living, and I'd love to help you get some oils for yourself or get a referral code to help others get oils. My link is in the show notes. Today, I want to focus on an oil called frankincense. And you might've heard of that before, especially uh, it's in the Bible. So frankincense has a lot of benefits. It allows mental clarity. It supports immune systems. It promotes skin healing, supports sleep, reduces inflammation, reduces blemishes, relieves anxiousness and aids in concentration. And you can breathe it right out of the bottle or rub it in your hands and, and smell it that way. It's great for calming and recentering the mind. If you're using it for that, you might want to uh, say some affirmations to help calm those anxious feelings while smelling the frankincense. You'll say, I am safe in this moment. I am releasing worry. I choose calm and peaceful energy now. 
I focus on what I can control and make peace with what I can't. Maybe you want to use frankincense topically. You can uh, use it as a face serum. You can put it on scars to aid in healing. You can use it in a massage oil or salve to soothe pain. And it's helpful in chest rubs or to use in a stress relieving roller. Frankincense blends well with almost all other oils, especially pine, sandalwood, vetiver, basil, cinnamon, and other spice oils. Blends extremely well with citrus oils like bergamot and orange. I hope you consider adding frankincense to your oil collection, or maybe this will be the first oil you get. Remember, I'm here to help if you need any. 